Welcome, and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. And now... Shut up and sit down. Hey, it's Derek here, and welcome to Geekologist Radio, where we take you into our gaming systems and ride the hype train into the future. You might have noticed I missed some words just now. I didn't say all of them. I said less than I normally do, or we normally do. Um, We're trying something different this week, uh, maybe more in the future if the feedback from the past and the future comes out to be the same as what we've heard, is that some people just listen to the gaming segment of our show. Some people just listen to the TV segment of our show. When we mix that up in the hype train and mix it up with the actual uh, show itself, that some people aren't interested in some of the things we're talking about. So we're splitting it up into a gaming show that's going to have uh, our game on segment and then a game on specific hype train. And we're also going to have an NRQ segment and an NRQ hype train in a separate episode. The one you're listening to now is going to be the game on one where we're just going to do games. And with me right now is Chris Tools. How's it going, sir? Super pumped up about the fact that we're splitting this bad boy up. Like, I think it's going to be a little bit more effective for our, not only our hosts, but also the people who listen to us. I think it'll kind of hit in the feels on whatever it is that they're looking to specifically get on their ride to work that day. Yes. And uh, Mr. Damian Nash was with us. We actually recorded the NRQ one prior to this. Um, but he had to step away for a second, uh, and hopefully he will be back somewhere in the middle of this recording. If not, it will be me and Chris. Fouts is currently reconnecting the internet and setting up uh, random Wi-Fi and internet capabilities for most of rural Utah right now. So he can't be with us. He actually checked in with us before we started, and uh, he he was doing one as we speak. Now, Arizona Missions from... That's crazy. Yeah, Arizona Missions from last week. Uh, we covered this in the previous episode. If you're listening back to back, you hear it again. Uh, we will, because of this split up in format and with the potential of uh, adding some other shows to our uh, stream, that uh, we introduced uh, Elderberry, who was on, not as a guest last week, but as a new host uh, for Geekologist Radio. And it wasn't properly introduced. Uh, it was it was mentioned in the show, and he was there. But uh, bring in Elderberry and possibly uh, somebody else that we will have on the show, and would much better to announce and uh, introduce then, and talk about some of the other formats that are coming. And I don't want to uh, overpromise and underdeliver, but that's what we're looking at right now. We're looking at more content uh, brought to you by more people, so you can see it in different formats, different ways. And we'll also try to brand them properly so you know what you're getting to. You're going to be getting Game On, you're going to be getting NRQ, and you're going to be getting other things, and you'll be able to see that and recognize those brands moving forward. Uh, And with that, a brand you know and love, let's get into Game On. Getting into Game On, I played Cave Story Plus, and I had been talking about this about two or three weeks back on how it was supposed to be like really popular for Switch, and I hadn't heard about it before, and I missed it. You know, I guess it's been out forever, which it has. At least when I say forever, I'm talking about 2004. So at this point, we're talking almost 13 years. It's been out for, for a while. For video games, that's forever ago. Yeah, it, it's, a plat, it's, a, it's a platform adventure game. And it's done in the style of, if you've ever played Goonies for Nintendo, which I absolutely loved. It is one of my favorite games. Um, it's done in that style. It's almost kind of like a Metro, Metroidvania. The funny part about it is is that the producer of this game Um, actually the person who developed the game uh, was a huge fan of Metroid, the 1986 version where you'd go collect things, be able to come back, be able to, 
you know, move through a level because you collected the things that you collected and then you'd have to retrace your steps again. So that's the kind of game that they were trying to create. And that's what they did with this game. So in this, uh, you control the character uh, using your gamepad, obviously, or, or your controller. And you progress through this, this platformer with puzzles and you equip different weapons. And then you collect different weapons and you can toggle the weapons and change them up in order to defeat certain enemies. You get experience points, which then allows you to, to get extra weapons. Um, so weapons can go up or they can go down as far as leveling is concerned. If you kill enough enemies, you'll level up your gun. If you get damaged or you take some damage, the, get, the guns will level down. Um, and then there's a health capacity and a missile capacity, which you can use. And so you go through this entire thing. And, and when I talk about the puzzle part about it, is there are places in this game where you don't know that you're allowed to enter or you can enter until you actually go backwards and figure that out. I had an absolute blast with this game. It reminded me of being in the 80s and playing those really crappy Nintendo games that are super hard to like beat. And I had just a, a really good time with it. I say crappy in the sense that they're difficult because you actually have to think, whereas some of these other okay. games now... And, like, I was going to ask some clarification there. I'm like, so, I was expecting yeah. you rating no. on this game to be a little higher, but you threw a crappy in there. No! <laughs> you, know, you know how they handhold you in games now where you basically don't die and right, or right. you can resurrect really quickly? This this is not that. Like You take a few hits. You only have so many... You, you only have so many hearts, mm -hmm. right? And then once once that level's done, you're you're done. And the gun is like really, really cool... Um, it reminds me too of like, kind of like a Bionic Commando. Like if you played a Bionic Commando for, for the early Nintendo series too. So a combination of Bionic Commando and Goonies is, is what you get with Cave Story Plus. Uh, again, uh, a puzzle platformer, not so heavy on the puzzle part in the sense that like the stuff that you're figuring out is more of the backtracking, almost like a Metroidvania type style, but that 8-bit feel and it's, it's a pick up and play, man. You can pick up, play, put it down, pick up, play, put it down. I've been playing it on my Switch, by the way, to love my Switch. Cajun, when you were on your trip flying, you probably could have used a Switch. Uh, but I I love, uh, yeah, I love my Switch, and I love this game. I was able to get it on sale for $20. Um, I believe the ticket tag is on is 30 but don't quote me on that. It could be 40 I, I believe it's 30 though. Um, but I had no regrets. I had a lot of people that told me this would be up my alley. It was up my alley. And I was looking for something to play while, again, my wife watches TV and does other things. And so I had some time on my deck last weekend where my kids and my wife were out going to do something. I'm like, oh, I got an hour to kill. Let's play Cave Story. And I, then I didn't want to put it down when they got here. I love the game. I think it's it's really good. If I had to give it an overall rating, uh, I mean, it's not off the Richter scale. I'd say probably about a seven, maybe seven and a half. But it's one of those games that... Enough that while I'm playing my Switch, yeah, that's a game I pick up and play because it gives me something to do. And I don't have to burn up my – turn on my PS4. I don't have to turn – I think the convenience factor of the Switch is one of the major factors of this thing. You know what I mean? Like you're out on your deck and I just want to play something really quick and I don't want to play it on my phone. And this happens to be a really good game and it reminds me of my kid uh, of being a kid. So uh, I like uh, – Cave Story Plus is a good game. What's a deck? Is that like outside your house? Because it's, when it's like 105, 111 degrees uh, feels like in Dallas lately – yeah, that outside is just something over there. <laughs> that, no, no. <laughs> Dude, outside in Connecticut is a maximum of like 85 to 90 maybe, and the humidity is not that high. So I get to sit on my deck, have a beer, and just pit my feet up after I've mowed some lawn. And that's what I did last week, and I mowed the lawn. 
got a beer and I was like, all right, let's play some cave story. I wanted to do something, you know, fun. I wanted to do something for me. And so that's, that's, that's what it was. What you were saying earlier about, we, what you were saying earlier about a uh, switch on my flight. Uh, this, this doesn't have a fit in game on or in RQ or anything like that, but I actually went back and I'm going to finish reading the Wheel of Time series. And so I restarted book 13, second to last book. I was, I had made my way in, but basically I hadn't read it again in a real long time. Restarted. I'm already 12 chapters in. So tearing through that one, that was my flight there and back and all my readings. So that's a, I'm doing something else besides gaming and high and in our queue stuff, but I don't know where to put it. So it's here. Now we can go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, you know, sorry. I, I, I'm back now, but, uh, I wanted to actually throw something in there for mobile. It's something that I've been been playing on, uh, on my on my phone, and it's kind of I've, I've kind of been in this like zombie trend lately. Like I know that uh, I know that I talked a little bit about getting back in, starting to get back into the dying light, which I need to jump into a little bit of here. But uh, one of the other things is Last Day on Earth Survival is what it's called. It plays a lot like uh, like plays a lot like the uh, game that I talked about last week, which is uh, How to Survive 2. Uh, you build a base, you build all this stuff, you go out and you you actually use a touchpad to move around. Yeah, it has some, some things you can buy to customize your stuff a little bit more. It's it's a good just uh, it's a good game if you just have a little time to kill. You're like, ah, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to sit my phone down while it takes time to travel. Uh, a lot of fun on the, on the phone. It's been my replacement for like I, I call it my crap game because like it's like I'm going in there need something to think about mm-hmm. got my phone I can play if I'm not reading up stuff a uh, lot, lot of fun except it is rage inducing when you die after you've had a good run and you've got all these supplies to bring back to build up your motorcycle you've been excited about and then you die out in the world you lose everything if you die in the world if you die on your property you can go get your gear. So that's that's one thing uh, about that. Now you you basically <laughs> um, just came up with our episode title. You know that, right? You you and Chris came up with uh-oh. our episode title because Chris defined his previous game as a crap game and then backtracked. You define your game as a crap game, but a completely different meaning of the term. So I I think we have a theme and a title for this episode. So <laughs> hashtag oh, crap game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game on, game on there. <laughs> game on. So uh, we oh, we got man. news a couple days ago that Logitech bought out Astro Gaming for eighty five million dollars in cash, which scared the crap out of me at first because I'm like, "What's going on with Astro? Why are they being bought out at that amount? Do they feel like they're not either that's dead, a low valuation? Worth... Yeah. yeah, it's a low valuation, especially for the number one gaming uh, air quotes number one gaming. Uh, I I mean I don't know what the, what it is as far as dollars to mm-hmm. you know headset, but I feel like their name is has some cachet, but it's not uncommon for Logitech, who has bought out quite a few people. In fact, they bought out Ultimate Ears for thirty-four million dollars in two thousand eight. They grabbed out another wireless earbud company, Jaybird, for fifty million bucks, and they acquired uh, Saltech from uh, Madcats in September of twenty sixteen as well. They are scooping up things left and right because they're Logitech. What they have as far as the Bluetooth is concerned, and what they have as far as the PC is concerned. If they feel like they can bring this and want an entry level to the market of gaming as far as consoles are concerned, there is no higher standard than Astro. So for me, if they're bringing that technology and upping the game of Astro, which, by the way, 
Astros have been notoriously known for being an overpriced headset for the quality and the thing that you can get because you can purchase other other headsets for similar quality as far as sound is concerned um, for a less expensive price. If they can build value into Astro for the sound quality, you'd have a premium product and maybe that's what they're thinking. But man, what a huge, huge deal, especially in the gaming world. Yeah, when you when you talked about that, I was it. I'll, I'll be honest, I was blown away by it. But at the same time, oddly excited because of the potential of the price point right. dropping for other people. Like I, I already, I have, I know most of us uh, on the cast use Astros. Uh, Derek, I know you use a different high end headset. But I know, I know, like I, I know that. Chris and I, we use we use the uh, Astros as well as with the upgrade kit for the for the noise silencing and all that stuff, and they feel comfortable. They're amazing. You can play with them, play with them on for hours. They're lightweight. They don't bog your bog anything down. But and the sound quality is crisp. But if you can get these, if more people can get them into their hands at a better price point, you know they're making the Astro tens. The Astro tens are their entry level. Astro headset, which are still going to have a good sound quality, boasting that they are better than the high-end uh, Turtle Beaches, that has remained to be seen because I haven't had a chance to try them yet. But if they can do this out of, across the scale at a lower price point, it would be outstanding for, I mean, just our clanmates alone. This is a synergy purchase for them, it seems like. They need some, they, Logitech needed something to fit into their catalog, and instead of developing themselves, they'd say, let's go out and... 85 million for a company purchase that fits into your your portfolio that's nothing so they they came out way ahead on this uh the only thing is that they can keep the quality and brand recognition where it's at and where people expect it to be because they can either just throw it in there and give it no focus which happens a lot in uh, stuff i guess or they can uh try to make them into a more premium side of it and put a little bit of R&D into it. One of the things with it I wanted to just spout out about is that that Logitech is seen in a lot of stuff with MLG and stuff on the computer side to what Chris was talking earlier. They've done a lot with computers and they're talking about wanting to be in with the in on the console side and consoles are part of MLG, part of the online esports and stuff like that. And that is another thing where it gives Logitech will basically own esports. Couple of things. One, it says more about the fact of what Astro's evaluation of their own business is than it is Logitech buying their business because Logitech will lowball somebody for whatever price they feel like they get an evaluation at. Astro bit at $85 million. So either they wanted to get out of this business or they felt like they were going to eventually come up against competition where their, their value was going to go down. Also, to your point, going into the esports market, if you have games like Destiny that play across multiple markets, which includes Xbox, gaming, on PC, as well as PS4, if your product can play against all three markets, it boasts them up a little bit higher because whatever you sell them will work with all three. So all they have to do is take Astro's technology, make it fit with the PC gaming market, and they could have a headset that works with console as well as pc or keep it separate whatever they choose to do but it's in their benefit because games like this now with xbox are going to be xbox and microsoft so you're it's a play anywhere 
So you want those people to be able to use your product on both ends because the same quality is set for both sides. So what you would need is your headset to be able to just plug into one one port yep. and be able to run, unless you already you have the mix amp. If you have the mix amp, then that works across for everything. Literally, they have to have the they plug this into your PC. If your if your headset runs with like the Xbox and you and you just put it in the, the micro USB and boom, right. there you go. And that was and that was a huge failure and, for Xbox not coming yeah. up with something that they did with the relieve and and make it uh, a universal plug-in. That was massive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to belabor. Go ahead. Yeah. One of the things was that, um, and moving on was I cut this out originally. I didn't want to put it in. It was something I was playing on the crapper a lot. But considering we're on that theme, we're on the theme. Uh, Realm Defense is my little mobile game. I'm gonna be quick on it. I love tower defense games, and this is a freemium one. Also. I think premium games are crap too because I'm just keeping with this theme and just going with it. I think they are, but especially in the mobile side of it. But this one has a, uh, it has a really good economy where you can earn enough to uh, to buy your heroes and buy your upgrades and you get free stuff if you do different daily things. And it has a very RPG feel to it. It has, uh, uh, I'll call it a Destiny feel too, but it's it's a common in, in, in games that you, it, to get players back every day. It has daily things going on and even started up a uh a time tournament um, basically you last as long as you can uh, once one enemy crosses the barrier that's your time and uh, it starts at bronze and then the top three of whatever 15 people or so get put into your bracket move on to silver and then move on to gold and then move on to uh, master and then legendary and then grandmaster and right now I am in legendary and all I need to do is uh, finish in the top three to get grandmaster but my god those boys don't play around it is ridiculous how long they can they can fight for and so I'm just like I just do mine I'm good with it and uh, enjoy it but that's that's my little uh, crap game so that just means that those guys are, are able to spend that much time they spend a lot of time talking <laughs> t-bell definitely definitely because nice. because some of those things like some of the uh the time ones you might be in there nine minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes are on the max side but some of them are easily defendable areas and you're in the 20 to 30 minute range to to get your max time that is a <laughs> for a mobile game that is a lot of focus to, to to spend in one area for it but it's a freemium game and i i've i spent i think a couple bucks there just because i liked it so much and wanted to throw them some cash so i bought some things at one point you don't have to spend a dime to get everything in that game. Well, speaking of freemium games, game I talked about last week, I'm still thoroughly uh, enthralled with, and now I got my, my kids enthralled with it, is Marvel Heroes Omega. One of the things about this this title is, yes, it plays just like if you like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, any of those games, Marvel Legends, and the pe- even previous before that, you're going to like this game. You're going to like playing the characters. You get to play every character to level 10. After that, you're going to get a little frustrated. However, however, if you have multiple Xboxes, so like if in a household like this where we have, we have, let's say, you know, we, we have six Xboxes, but we have four, uh, four accounts, two Xbox Live accounts we pay for by doing the little switcheroo with the home Xboxes and stuff. So we only have to buy for two two things. Well, one of the things I tested is I tested I bought the uh, the the Homecoming Spider Man 
set that they had for Spider-Man, which unlocks Spider-Man as a playable character, gets you his homecoming attire, which makes him actually smaller, makes him the size that he is in the film, and then gives you his one of his homemade versions, not the variant with the hood up, but the variant with the hood down. And I checked something. I went in and checked on my son. My son's been playing the heck out of this now, too. And sure enough, if you buy something off the marketplace, that key... And you have your account set on somebody else's as your, their home, your home Xbox is your, like you'd say, your son's Xbox. So they get the games. He got access to the character. Now, because one of the big things about this is characters are expensive if you pay cash, right? Well, this makes it a lot more easier to swallow if you're buying a character and you know that that character is counting for two separate accounts. So if you have, if you're playing with your kid and your kid wants a character, you buy the pack. Guess what? Both of you guys get the character. So that that's kind of a little a little nudge here for saving some money. Um, if you if you guys are curious a little more in detail how to do that, uh, message me on Twitter uh, at Mr. Damian Nash and uh, DM me, and I will tell walk you through the process. It's really easy. And uh, like I said, the more money you can save, we can help each other save. More gaming we can do. We are severely heading into a gaming hype train that i believe cajun's been holding back for for like months. we are but before we get into that, i do want to talk about what games we plan on playing next week and what do we want to cover next <sighs> week. for sure uh now at this point when we record next week we should have all had a couple of days or at least one day in the destiny 2 beta so that will be talked about yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then <laughs> yep. probably nothing else because <laughs> that's just gonna dominate the I, whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th- yeah, yeah. You get because it's gonna extend from the 18th through at least what the 24th, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, 18th to 23rd. Yeah, 23rd. Okay, and you figure that they're going to potentially extend it a little bit more. Although um, there was talks of the fact that they may open up at the end of it like they did with the moon for that one last day for like an air quotes hour uh in the alpha and then they allowed it they kept it open for i got it i got it right hours we're gonna talk about in the high train i actually know Um, know they're opening up so i'm gonna cover that in the dude i'm I'm so excited (laughs) so excited all right let's let's head on uh to the the gaming hype train then All right, first up is uh, what we just talked about, uh, Destiny 2. This is a news roundup. Um, I kind of covered it a couple episodes back, and uh, we didn't cover it last week because we were long, y'all were long in the tooth, and uh, uh, I was the, the, the news taker downer, I guess, of sorts for it. But uh, I have stuff I had last week, and some of this might be old news to some uh, you listeners, and some of it might be uh, surprising, but all of this stuff is stuff that people have picked up in passing, either through an interview uh, through stuff that's fully released by Bungie, uh, or stuff that was revealed in a trailer or video that people pulled out of it. Uh, and I'll just go through it, and if any of our my co-hosts want to have a comment on it, raise up, and then we'll, uh, we'll get on it. But I'm just going to kind of rapid-fire these at a good pace. But one is there's going to be no more random rolls on guns. I am a big... I, I don't even want to curse, but I'm such a big fan of this. This f***ing levels everything for everybody. That instead of all these stupid like what's he playing with what's he got what's he ro- it, it, just like let's just hop in and start playing man like i right. there's so much thinking involved and i get it 
and I, I appreciate that, but the fact that you don't have to worry about grinding for the role of a certain gun, and you just, it, this is what it comes with. This is so Destiny 1 and the early, like, vanilla stuff, I'm all in. Yeah, it, it, that really levels the playing field, especially in the PvP arena, um, but it does eliminate some of the fun. Some of the grind was fun. Like, getting that great role was exciting. So you're going to eliminate the getting of the great role. Now you need to be getting the great weapon. And so you need to be able to replace that with great weapons that are harder to get or need that grind to get. Um, because if I have everything that the game has to offer in two weeks, then it's not nearly as fun as anything in Vanilla Destiny. It might play better in many shapes and forms, but some of the grind is continuing to pull me in to get more of the, the loot materials later on. Good. I was just saying, if you go, if you put out, this is how you do it. I mean, and Remy even kind of mentioned a little bit on this is that you put out weapons and you do loot sets, you do sets. They can be, they can look the same, but maybe a, maybe a color variation on the rifle or something like that. And then you put it out as a set item. You get this item, you get this item of the helmet and this stuff, and it create, it has different st- lock stats. But it allows you to do those builds that you might have been looking for, that you did by going for a roll. But instead, now you're looking for that particular gun. It's it's I'm grinding for the gun, not grinding for the points yeah, to roll the, the rarest, and get the, the right, you know, the god roll. Yeah. The only concern I have is the is does everybody have a Galahorn? Does every like because like <laughs> where you can't you're not allowed to play or you're not allowed to be in the group. If, if you don't have rating, the best thing. whatever it happens to be, if you don't have the best thing, and then it just eliminates people, which is why they started with the with the roles and and uh, everybody grinding for those roles. That's my only concern. Yeah, one of the things they did put in D one that were were highly highly likely going to see in D two, um, how specific we don't know, but we're gonna know how to get things. We're gonna know how to get all the stuff because it will be a definitive path. It won't. A lot of the randomness of the uh, where you can get stuff has been pulled back in D one. And I think a lot of the randomness is going to be pulled back in D2. We will know where to get it. Uh, and so it will be a lot easier down that path. I think that'll change the people who are who bitch and moan about Rar and Jesus. You know what I mean? Like that that's done. Like you'll there's a direct mm. path to get to something. If you do X, chances are you will get X. Like and so it makes right. it makes it a lot easier. I, what it does is it helps new people who are coming in not feel like the people who have been around for a while are just gonna yeah we know how this works out, yeah. yeah we know how this works we get this kid you know you're gonna have to wait a while you know all right so that was point one <laughs> i said rapid fire but it was a good one it was a strong one it has a, and that's a lot to it another one uh we might see the glimmer cap raise which doesn't really matter because uh we don't know how much things cost but we've seen screenshots with over thirty five thousand glimmer um uh in august welcome to owning yeah it's like owning everything and you have so much glimmer you don't have the hell to do with it all <laughs> yep uh so next yeah next month uh will be the last day to earn in-game banners in the destiny 2 so you'll be able to earn in-game banners from destiny 1 and use them in destiny 2 but next month august will be the last month you'll be able to do that you won't be able to continually earn them uh, moving forward the taken will be in destiny 2 at launch so they will be in destiny 2 as uh, part of the story um we, who knows this speculation as to where they might be what they're still around looking for other uh other bosses i'm thinking more along the lines of the dark blade type strike where a new leader is taking form 
and we got to go in and take them out, but I don't think they'll be part of the major story. I'm thinking in terms of they need another bullet sponge, so there's a look at taking. <laughs> and they put so much effort into making this awesome enemy with all these powers. This, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just don't like the Taken. It's not not one of my favorite parts of Destiny, but I get the fact that it continues the story, so that's why they're involved. I wonder if that will be in the fact that the Taken are in it, or if that's going to explain where the Dreadnought is, because mm-hmm. we have that, if you watch that video, they show the hole in the Saturn yep. rings, but the Dreadnought's nowhere to be seen. Maybe this is somehow how we're gonna. Maybe I mean, maybe it's just a quick little little like quip that we get to we get to do something involving him, and that's how we figure out yeah. what happened to the dreadnought. I mean, that would that would be great, uh, or even just reuse the dreadnought as a strike. You have the map, you have it. Um, somebody moved the dreadnought. This guy's taking over the taken. You got to go stop him, and you know when we do that separate because Bungie is known for reusing their maps. I mean, most a lot of their stuff is in and out, and. If it's if it's if, as long as it's not a raid, if you do it do if you're doing it for a strike and you're doing it for nostalgia feels and it's a one time thing, I'll forgive you for that. Let's go. This is a really cheap way to extend content after the re- initial release. So when they have that next two months, you know, one month in, two months in, or whatever they're they're going to start doing because they haven't really announced exactly how many drops are going to happen. This is a great fill in. Okay, we're going to start reusing some of the assets we have and and create strikes or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh, there's potential uh, leaks for the dates I didn't put in the notes because they're uh, potential, but I, I think the first two DLCs push out the first year it seems like so that seems a lot longer than what I was expecting I thought the first six months but that could be completely wrong and I, there there's no strong source for that it could be wrong but that's just uh, one rumor that was falling around treat that with a grain of salt I hope so I hope so yeah because if DLC number two comes out one year after. Those those each DLC better be freaking beefy. Um, this was more of a lore thing, but Bungie in Destiny One, they didn't know what the darkness was. They hadn't defined it in studio yet. It was a to be defined entity, but they had not defined it yet. Um, so in the Dest- in Destiny One. Um, our light fades away. I'm oh, sorry. Our the darkness consumes us. So the darkness was in D1. The darkness consumes us. In Destiny 2, our light will fade away because this is all about us losing our light to Gaul. So when you die and anything, your light fades away. Um, the darkness will. Yeah. Gaul of that guy, <laughs> Gary. Uh, darkness will return in the future. They're not giving up on the darkness being the major overriding villain in this. You just will not hear it or see it hardly at all in destiny 2 at launch anywhere in the story because uh, they went to clear lower defining it when they actually reintroduced the darkness so basically when they figure it out what the hell they want to do right, 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 right. when they have time it, it they're, they're gonna bring the darkness back when they have time to explain because <laughs> they did not have time to I don't explain have time, i don't have time to explain yeah Basically, what they're saying is, is the stranger, we know who you are, you're, you're Bungie. <laughs> yep, you didn't have time. Uh, there's some clan system changes. Uh, biggest one being they're removing affiliations, which didn't have any real impact at all to anything. Um, we were ho- Everybody hoped there was going to get more stuff, but it, it affected Uprising because really thought affiliations would be able to tie all of, all of our clans together. But they're us removing that is going to keep them all disparate, but Discord keeps us together. 
One of the changes to story being told is they're going to tell some stories through lost recordings, similar to how the Bioshock games did it, with uh, recording sound being found on the ground. You pick up, you listen to it. So that's a, a big increase in the ability to just find lore and consume it in-game. Uh, think of it as just grimoire, audio grimoire cards. Yeah. That There'll is be a cool. new PvP event called Call to Arms. No clue what it is uh, or how it's going to fit in between Trials of Osiris, Iron Banner, regular Crucible, but it's going to be a new event in PvP. Uh, Control's getting a revamp. Uh, they're going to simplify the scoring to a point per kill, but you get a bonus point per control zone health. So it's going to be full uh, kill credit bonuses for each control zone held up to the up to three uh you're not gonna get any additional speed when you're capturing a zone with more people in it so one person in the zone captures just as fast as six people or, or in this case four people in the zone so that kind of allows other players to do other things instead of all being stuck there and all being wiped when a nova bomb comes flying in <laughs> which sucks for the nova bomb thrower but it's great for that game mode um, I will I will miss the, the massive multi-kills <laughs> when they don't see me coming. Yeah, uh, and in control, the default start will be both teams will start with one zone each. Pre-captured, the only neutral zone will be B, so it will be a quick rush and cluster over at B for control now. It's going to be even worse because of the heavies uh, not being heavies any longer, and you have to like try to race over to that spot. So everybody's going to be up. There's going to be a group that's going to go to that spot, and there's also going to be a group that's going to be pre prepared to go towards yeah, those will be weapon. time, though. I think because I don't think they'll be yep. spawned right away. So it'll be B, and then there'll be you're, you'll, have, you'll have some time differentiation between those two, so you'll be able to split off and get them separate. But with those time differentiations, you you may send three one way and one the other way, or two one way and one the other way, or you know what I mean. Like you may decide to, to try to split it off in order to try to get yeah, both. Yeah, which is works better for coordinated teams, which I like better when it's a, when a coordinated team can do moves like that and then win matches. I like mm -hmm. that a lot uh, better than just teams of thumb skill. Um, let's see, one more thing. Milestones basically are going to be something new introduced in the game. It's going to be a new way to track project. Uh, progress is going to show in this menu screen all your available missions and the loot rewards from each mission now that's what i was talking about earlier i don't know how specific the loot rewards will be it could be engram or it will be if some have a specific loot you will see the specific specificity of it uh, missions will have a combatant level kind of similar to light now that's no big difference it's just changing i think what they call it engrams are still going to exist in PvP, roaming supers are going to leave footsteps on the ground. So you can see if a Titan who's just ran by and smashed, if you went left, right, or straight, and not go that way if you're on the opposing team. Um, I like that. Yeah. That's, that Especially is awesome. Especially so many of the supers now are roaming. But what I like about that is if you have the super, you can totally fake out the person and go the wrong direction and then circle back oh, around. Yeah. Just, just do the ninja jump, run one way, and yep. then like just... Run one way, that person goes the opposite way, and yeah, bam, and then over, done. You know they're following you. Yep. Yeah, the fake out is so yeah. awesome. Uh, the game map, uh, in-game, we saw this up there, but this is just putting in there. The game map will have a public event timer. You'll see all the public events in a timer in-game, and when they start, so you can make distance about to start and go there, uh, which is going to be great. You not have to use a site that's trying to update with Bungie. It's in-game. It will start at that time. Let's go. 
what Bungie's trying to do is trying to eliminate all of those excessive sites. They want those all to go away. They want LFG to go away. They want that the they want all of it to go away, and you they want to keep you in Even the their game. Own stuff. I mean, taking away yep. clan affiliations, taking putting clan stuff in game, which we saw and talked about yep. before, um, and. I mean, t- even taking away Grimoire, I mean, that's even on their side. They're putting it in game. Uh, we saw a new PvP map called Vostic. It's basically the Felwinter's Peak, the backside of it that you get to see whenever you go for Iron Banner and collect your stuff. That whole section is now a PvP map. There's actually 10 minutes uh, of video played on, of that on there IGN right now. Big thing from, I think it was that one actually that showed, yeah, it was that gameplay, that shoulder charge doesn't uh, kill you anymore. Shoulder charge only takes off maybe a third of your health. Doesn't even take off a whole shield. Um, so basically, they they just nerf the hell out of shoulder charge, and it eats your melee ability. So even if you get the speed enough on your Titan again to do another shoulder charge, you can't do it to your melee's charge. So I mean, shoulder charge just nerfed the hell. When I saw that Titan shield, and when you fling it like Captain America, and so they and on IGN first they talked about just hearing the sound and you can hear it go ping 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 you you can hear the sound closing in on you and you have no idea what direction it's coming from so you've got to like either run or look really quickly because the first ping could totally be in your face and then you're dead and then and that's yeah, it. there's gonna be some great so, slides to avoid because it looks like it comes in about oh yeah uh, for most of the times it might uh-huh. uh, correct to that or something like that there be some great like if it's coming at you just ducking right under it uh, montage yep. Um, so for class balance, melee range is going to be the same for all classes now. Titans no longer will have the, the little oh, arms and warlocks have the range. No, T-Rex arms. Right? Done. But that range is going to be 4.5 meters, which is actually shorter than Titans' current range. So hunters get pulled back because Titans are currently 5 That's meters, so you get a half meter less. So warlocks. I was gonna say warlocks again. is over is OP as yeah. it is anyway because you could like basically force punch somebody from yeah. like a mile yeah, away. Stormcaller is eight meters right now, so it, it gets oh, knocked geez. all the way down half? to almost half at four point five. Yeah. Wow. So you're this is close range melee. Like this is like this in is your face melee. melee. Yeah. Well, that's what it should be. It's last, melee. La- like the last like resort. Like all right, I gotta I gotta yep. punch. And all classes will have the same base cooldown and movement speed, so there will be no building to get faster speed or faster cooldowns it's all going to be base it's all putting everything balanced are they making this less an mmo by doing all of the things that you're talking about uh, they're making it less an rpg yeah 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 they're making this less rpg because you have less less builds it, it basically it's more competitive now because it's all about um strategy and engagements instead of uh build skill i mean when sticky grenades don't kill you shoulders don't kill you all of these little cheap ways to one hit kill one hit kill pretty much exists now with supers and exists with power weapons that's the only way you're going to one hit kill now so all this other stuff is just damaging and the time to kill has increased as well this sounds an awful lot like an esport yeah easiest way to make something esport don't make yourself don't be able to make so many changes in order to make something happen everybody starts an even level playing field it's all who has the quickest twitch yep now very last thing i kind of talked to earlier beta code uh, just want to do a quick thing. I just uh, did mine earlier. If uh, if you bought the game from a store, you should have gotten a nine-digit code that you can enter in on Bungie.net. It will give you another code that you can put in on um, Xbox or PlayStation and then download your beta. 
if you bought a digital like I did and were kind of struggling where to put that code in, you don't get a code. Xbox Live, Microsoft Store recognizes that you pre-ordered the game. Just search on the Microsoft Store online or on Xbox uh, Destiny Beta and it should recognize that you purchased it and you should be able to download it right away with no code. Cajun, one thing that uh, was left out that Luke Smith talked about in the IGN first, locked, locked gun sets in certain modes in Destiny oh, yeah. right now. And so I'm hoping that means Nightfall. I actually really hope it means going into any type of PvP because that would be awesome. So you're... You can't keep you can't switch weapons on the fly. When you enter, it's whatever you got loaded, and that's that's how it works. Right. And I hope that's minimalized. Those those things would be fun, but and but I would hope that that is only a minimalized test trial. Let's see how it works in these types of systems, and then take it from there. Um, now, one thing that will do is the PlayStation exclusive exotic sniper can change three different elements. So that makes the PlayStation exclusive even more powerful, I think. That mm-hmm. sucks. Now... And we got about a, about a month left with Trials and and whatnot, right? August is going to be the end date soon? What? Oh. Trials for the end of trial, like the last Trials, yeah, the last... About, yeah, I said that earlier. Yeah, it's sometime in... Uh, I forget the ex- exact date. I forgot to put the exact one down. But uh, in August, okay. and I think I just, early August is the last day. Uh, to be able to earn in-game banners, but it's also going to be the last time you get Trials and um, Iron Banner until they announce the new dates when they start in Destiny 2. But Iron Banner should be pretty quick. Trials is very unknown. I'm curious at the playtime right now, people who are, are, are really into this game, whether they're playing consistently or, and should try to get all these banners to, to finish out, or if they're just laying off and waiting until the new game comes out. I'm yeah, laying off and waiting. Exactly. The in-game banners mean nothing to me. At this point, I have enough of them probably earned from different stuff. Uh, and just to kind of cover what you're going to get in the beta, you're going to get the three new subclasses. All three will be available. Uh, you also get Striker, Gunslinger, and Voidwalker. But only one skill tree will be able to be unlocked in the beta for of the Striker, Gunslinger, and Voidwalker. We're going to get two PvP maps and two modes, Countdown and Control. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may get two story missions in the beta. There was a leaked poster... It could have been just a poster that was written in error, but it said two story missions on the poster. Um, but if we, some people think that that poster was actually written in error and not actually two story missions. We get one strike, and the one hour we get is on the farm. So you're talking uh, about that extra hour time. It's going to be a one hour. If you log in for this time, you'll get to go to the farm. So you get one hour of playing soccer on the farm, and then that's it. I... I think I saw that playtime on the farm was like during my work schedule, like like legit the middle of a work day. So if you're gonna play on the farm, it's not like I don't even have a shot to do that. Yeah, you just you just, I, you just watch I, that YouTube. So thing. there's not there's not gonna be any there's there's no like area like open area just to explore. No, but that power. second story mission could easily be the the moon. It could easily be that open extended like. Mm-hmm three hour two hour or whatever play yeah. session because i remember when i played on that that was crazy i was so excited i came home i left work early i i, w- I was like oh i got a whole hour and it was i, I think i got like two things accomplished it was pretty yeah, silly they did say i think they gave away too much with that uh and probably made their beta do too much because they had to open up and ensure a whole another area was ready to roll but yeah i i would i would like to see another surprise login right now for something cool thing but yeah we'll see if that's coming but yeah 
that's it on the Destiny News Roundup. That's two weeks worth, but they have been dropping news left and right, interviews and posts and IGN releases. It has been littering uh, the media lately. So that's what we got. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. next? Yeah, I, IGN first is all this month. So if you're interested in Destiny 2, they, they're producing content daily that's coming out. There's videos with executive producers, uh, with anybody on the art team, with social media. So they they have the content, which that's for, for Destiny, if they're trying to get the information out to the non-Destiny players or the people who they lost within the first like month or two when they played it with Vanilla hey, come back, we're different. You can start fresh. Everybody starts fresh. It's a big deal. And the bonanza of YouTubers and Twitch streamers and anybody who wants to try to make a buck off this thing, aside from like just the fans, is going to be crazy in the first like two months of this, of this release. Mm-hmm. This is going to take over September, October, for sure. Right. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy because all of those people who were trying to become big Destiny streamers towards the end and just didn't uh, get the, their following right or the game was dying and then are going to be chucking all over it. So we had some information last week that I was pretty excited about. And then I was like, oh, this is not like the corporate standard. So Mario Odyssey, you can't die. You can die and then use coins to revive yourself. And then even if you die and you have less than 10 coins that are required to revive yourself, you recoup and and are revived. It's really weird. It's it, They're trying to make Mario Odyssey this open world, explore everything. The exploring is more important than the actual gameplay itself. It has me... I, I'm used to Mario Super Mario Brothers. There's a game over screen. And you only get a couple of those, and then you don't get to play again. You have to reset the whole game. Anybody's thoughts on the fact that Mario Odyssey is now a game where dying is, it doesn't appear to be an option. Yeah, but a lot of games took that from Mario back in those days, too. And you had game over streams all over the place in early gaming, and those slowly and slowly went away. And so one of the things with this one is that when you're going to go in an open world like this, and you're trying to tell it, uh, let your, your gameplay differently... You don't, the world is your level. So it's not going to be this level. You go back and restart it again. Uh, you die, you spend your coins, you come back to life, you keep trying it. It's, it'll be more of, I need to be able to get that thing. I need to find this thing. Can you figure out how to find it? Can you get there and collect this other thing uh, in the open worldness of it instead of memorizing these jumps to get past this level? This boss comes here and get it's. It, the, those little timing things are going to be to get something and you're going to be able to replay it from where you just died from instead of starting a whole level over again to get back to that one spot. This is a topic for another day, but this is like an everybody gets a trophy type deal to me. Like this is, you know, we're an open world because we want kids to play this game and kids are accustomed to nobody dies and you just keep playing and you can continue to play. Like I can be Geralt for as long as I want to be in The Witcher. I don't have to worry about that. Like I can just keep playing. That's modern gaming though. I mean, that's really modern game. Unless you're doing like a simple platformer, there is very little space for restart this level. Um, That's more of stuff that's just changed over time. Games that put game game over screens unless you were making something really brilliant and fun, you didn't get bought. So you didn't continue making games that way. Breath of the Wild has changed the key for Nintendo. So this is just an upgraded version of Mario. So if for people who are like 
are, are extremely upset. Hey, Breath of the Wild changed the game, and it worked out for them. So let's give Mario the benefit of the doubt with this whole death thing, and we'll see where it goes and how how it, how it reacts. From the video play that I saw at uh, E3, it looked amazing. You're going to even have more gameplay because at San Diego Comic-Con, it's an open available game to play at, at there too. So people are going to have even more gameplay of this thing. You're going to have plenty of time to witness Mario Odyssey prior to being able to play Mario oh, Odyssey. Speaking of Breath of the Wild real quick, me and Chris both did not get a chance to get into the Breath of the Wild DLC yet, um, which has been out. So we'll try to get into that and cover next week. For sure, I have it, and and you talked about grabbing it. Um, and it's just something that I haven't had an opportunity with new job to get into, but I definitely something that I want to. A game that I did get into that I absolutely love, and I want to express this to everybody who owns an Xbox. What Remains of Edith Finch is now going to be available for Xbox soon. Yeah. By the time you hear this, it'll uh, probably be no, available. July nineteenth, so five days. July nineteenth. Oh, yeah, by the time yeah. You hear well, this. yeah, yeah. But by, by the time that by, by the time this is listened to, they'll be able to he- to be able to play this game. Um, Giant Sparrow created this game that's absolutely effing amazing. Um, Anna Perner backed this as a producer. They they are producing games um, with these little indies. It is something a group that I've talked to. I've spoke to links about this on our podcast. Please, please, please play uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. It is uh, if you like Firewatch, if you like um, Gone Home, any of these walking sim games that has a great story, and you can capture this in like a four-hour period of time if you're a dad if you're somebody who doesn't have a lot of gaming time and you want to just play a game and play it to completion this is the game for you it tells uh, an amazing amazing story i'm not going to get into any more detail than that but if you have an opportunity it, what remains to be the finch i cannot express enough how much this game means and is, is amazing and right now in a lot of people's circles and i'm not just myself i'm talking major game sites it is in their top five of games to play for this year i yeah, know it's it's I'm really surprised it's coming out to Xbox so fast, and I'm glad it is. Because hearing you talk about it, it definitely was one I wanted to play. It made me sad I couldn't. And kind of, kind of like to me, this is kind of like saying Last of Us is coming to Xbox. I know it's not because it's something yep. like that. It's one of those games like, oh, why can only those people play it over there? Bring it here, and now it's happening really fast. I love it. D23 is going to be this weekend. What? So pumped about that. Um, stuff that we didn't probably talk about in our movie cast. The fact that you're going to get a, a Star Wars trailer. fan freaking tastic. You're going to get a Thor Ragnarok trailer. fan freaking tastic. Probably another Black Panther trailer. fan freaking tastic. But what remains in this cast is the fact that Kingdom Hearts 3 is finally going to get the trailer that everybody has been dying for. Rumor is Toy Story. And it's been talked about for about uh, about roughly a year. It it was talked about, then it died, and then it came back, and then it died. If they have Andy's room, and and this is what uh, another place to play because Pixar is hot, and Kingdom Hearts needs that. The story is so misplaced. I could go into detail. I just watched Alexa Ray on Kind of Funny Games talk about it, and it took her ten minutes just to describe the story in eight different games and that's just bouncing back and forth because it's so complex i will not get into all that detail i hella love kingdom hearts and if you are into any version of rpg and disney verse and final fantasy and some magic it is awesome no doubt d3 uh d23 is going to be fantastic they're going to have more more stuff a lot of funko stuff i know this is out of the range of what we talk about in video games but be on the lookout. It's going to be this Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the trailer will release. Yeah, this is D23. Used to be 
the thing that I look forward to for their Disney Infinity launches and stuff. Yep. However, I'm paying attention because the company that is making games now for Microsoft Studio as their partner, uh, Studio uh, uh, Go, uh, Gobo, was the big one behind the Toys to Life market. I would love to see if Disney 23, if they launch something and Star Wars related and Gobo's behind it as possibly something that's coming to Xbox. It's a, it's a reach, but being the fact that they're history, I would love to see that. Or, you know, that other major big Star Wars that they have coming out, I'd love to see that too. The, the game that we haven't heard anything of since seeing the E3 trailer, not this year, The Amy Henning year. version, yep. Um, you said this before, and my memory is, is terrible. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, is that just going to be PlayStation? Uh, no, it's going to be all. which it, The original version, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, uh, were PlayStation uh, 2 and uh, crossover PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. Then there's Street Drop Distance. They also had uh, 358 over 2. They're, they've had, they've, there's been it's, it's, it's so been many. The there's, yeah. 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 So they, yeah. they've been on 3DS. Yes. The, I mean, the people that are into that are also into the Final Fantasy, which have the point eight, the point two, the point nine. And it's just such, it's such well, a blur. You honestly need to, to spend Xbox, a good, right. Yeah. A good, a good period of time. We already know the Big Hero Six is in it. We already know Hercules is in it. So we're looking for other worlds. And uh, guesstimation is this, this is a late twenty eighteen, early twenty nineteen release. However, we'll find out. I'm kind of crossing my fingers that we'll actually just get a release window. I realize it's probably going to get bumped, but it'd be awesome if they just gave us a window. We're talking about a game that came out as a, a sequel to the sequel ten years later. So I mean. We're we're heading into the Last Guardian area. Like th- like, does this game even exist? Are we real? So, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. This is brought up by Fouts, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, was rumored to be delayed because of crossplay. It seems really far fetched, man. Like this yeah. this see the whole crossplay thing. I think is really hot button subject right now because of PlayStation. And so people are just, you know, being – we're pissing on some cornflakes here. People are just angry, and we're talking about a bunch of games that could be cross-play. So Minecraft, we're talking about Rocket League. Every game is going to be in this boat. So I don't think it's that, but I hope I, – I don't even know. I hope it's not that. A big reason why I don't feel that it could be cross-play is because of the, the one-month – uh, or the yeah the one month exclusive that that they that PlayStation gets, but uh the no the main thing is is that you go into this stuff and you look at PlayStation exclusives, the crossplay would be if they were holding it back it'd be awesome getting to play with PlayStation players. However, the fact is is that they get all content early, and this we're talking things that could actually make the game that make it be game breaking because of the fact is is that this is an online persistent world for the online aspect of it and you can't to do that that would make it things even if they're even let's say a gun releases and it's not game breaking if someone considers it that because they don't have it it's game breaking so that that, that the crossplay thing i just think i think honestly it's i don't believe it, it because no. What PlayStation needs to do is come out with a content PR move and just say this this is blah and just spit it out and be done with it. And because 
every game now is going to be this until we get more than well we don't want the kids to like uh, listen you're not nintendo dude like we get that there's graphic crap on your on your console and your platform and people are gonna have language and also whatever explicit stuff so as far as that's concerned i i don't think it i think i we're gonna call it a, a hashtag fake news and we're not gonna worry about it uh, until later until it becomes uh, bigger news what about warframe so warframe is like it's always been what the streamers have kind of gone to it's a freemium game but allows you to build up stuff as long as you're patient in time uh in, in the in the game the game has been compared a lot to Destiny over the time, as it's aged, uh, coming from PC to console. So much so that a lot of the big-time Destiny streamers, Professor Broman, uh, for one, has been one of the guys who has hopped over and played it in lols. It's really entertaining. It feels like a mixture between Destiny and a John Woo film. I mean, the movements and stuff are great. I mean, it's it's a good game, especially I mean the fact that you can you can legitimately play one character that you get for free starting, and unlock a lot of other characters if you have the time and patience. But the big thing that's about this with news is that instead of just putting out an update that just gives you more levels and kind of strikes to go do, which is what the kind of the game basis of the game is is randomly generated strikes. You get they're going open world, and they haven't announced the release just soon, and it's 2017. The thought is that they're going to release this right around the same time as Destiny 2, and this will be something to combat it. But, oh my god, the release pre-trailer for this is beautiful. The gameplay is so smooth. We'll see how that is once it's actually live on servers with a bunch of other people playing it. But the fact that you're going to have open world, much, you know, you go around, you can explore, you can use these. Because the other thing is, is that there was comments on you got things that people invest in that allow you to fly through space but you have to do space missions well now with the open world you're on earth exploring earth that's been altered you know from everything that's been going on but you can actually use your space vehicles on ground and dive under the water explore underwater caverns and everything it's just a really step forward it almost what it feels like is like warframe 2 which again destiny 2 Warframe goes open world. Really, honestly, that's what I feel is was the big move. They had to say, hey, what are we going to do to keep ourselves relevant with this title that we're compared to so much? And they made a move, and it looks like it's going to be great. I can't wait to spend some time exploring. So what are we going to be playing next week? I know I'm going to be in a hotel room recording this podcast next week because I'm on a business trip. So I'll be playing Zelda. Like, I'm, I, my Switch is coming with me while I'm going. It was like, well, can I take my PS4 with me? Or, oh, wait, I have the Switch. Nope, that's that easy, easy choice. I'm bringing the Switch with. So I'll be playing Zelda. I'll be still jumping back and forth between the uh, Marvel Heroes Omega. I'll be jumping back and forth between my horror games, my, my uh, Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th. Waiting for my uh, for the launch of Fortnite. Fortnite is going to be huge yeah, in my household. Uh, besides the stuff uh, we talked about, the Destiny and stuff like that, the, uh, don't forget, when you're talking about crap games, you can play the crap games we had right there, but uh, House of Da Vinci, best crap game out there. It didn't cover it this week. Best crap game out there, Puzzle Solver. <laughs> Dude, my Xbox is going to have to come with me. Son of a bitch. I did not, I, like, I totally look at the date. I'm like, oh, wait. I'm going to be traveling while 
the Destiny beta. Yeah, but remember out. the beta goes so, all the way to like the twenty third, so you might be back. Yeah, in the open yeah. Beta. It's a, well, no, no. I'm gonna be in a hotel room from four o'clock on for three straight days, so that means I'm just gonna be playing Destiny. Like I, I know what's gonna happen. I'm paying for the upgrade package on my internet. And I'm just gonna bring my Xbox with me and playing Destiny. Forget the Xbox or forget the the Switch. Now I, I just totally forgot about that. I'm like, oh well, shit. Now I know what I'm gonna be playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be hopping out with you guys. I'm like, all right. So who's playing for Uprising? Let's, let's go. go. Exactly. Let's just start playing. Yeah, Discord is going to be let's just start playing for six. Literally, days. and I, and it's and going to be listen, insane. I, I have a real world job, so like you know, normally I don't have all this kind of crazy ass time to play. I've got kids and a wife. But when I'm on a trip and you've got four o'clock till you know whatever time I decide to go to bed, like I can play. I can play for eight yes. hours. I'll play till midnight yeah, if I have to. I'll need a schedule. I'll is, just bring it. I'll bring in food and a Skype to let my kids and wife know I'm okay. <laughs> Seriously, no. I gotta find a quick liquor store so I can bring booze in and then bring food in, and that's it. And then it's just hey, destiny. Just stay in a hotel uh, that delivers food to your room. That's what's up. All the food. Yeah. It's like I want. Yep. I'm gonna burger today. I'm gonna try the chicken tomorrow. Just check off everything you're gonna do each night. You know your meal. Just call room service. <laughs> Get it to there. And to, put it all when, the room. Wednesday's my. Wednesday's a travel day, so that means I can stay up later on Tuesday. So uh, the 18th, I'm on. Let's go. Uh, isn't eight? So you have it on uh, PlayStation, and then because 18th uh, yeah, is PlayStation, no, I, yeah, 19th it's, is Xbox. Ah, oh, shit. Well, that makes it easier because I'm already off on the 19th. I'll just have to upload it early. All right, no, okay. I'm good. <laughs> Plans. I got. I have. I have both, but I'm. Like y'all play on on Xbox, so like my intent is just to play with my friends. Like I, I mean, I'm I'm part of a clan on on PS4 too, but I I'm friends like closer friends with a lot more people that play on on Xbox. And the fact that I'm going to be going with Scorpio or whatever it is, Xbox One X, at this point. So yeah, I'm going to call it Scorpio until the day it dies. Uh, that's what I'm be playing on. So yeah. Uh, we'll try to hold you to that. Uh, next time you call it uh, Xbox One X, I'm like, oh, wasn't it supposed to be Scorpio? But because my, my memory is so crap, I'm gonna forget that. Let's just slide. Dude, with I couldn't remember. Crap. I, I, you're lucky. I remember the word that was Xbox One X. <laughs> yeah. The bourbon has been flowing. The bourbon has been flowing deep. Knob Creek. All right. So let's All right. sign it up. Uh, you can find us at Geekologist at NinjaPancake.com on Twitter. Twitter. At Geekologist Radio, minus a T for character restrictions, at geekologistradio.com website and ninjapancake.com website. Uh, Damien, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Damien Nash, all one word. On there all the time. Message me. I'll get back to you real quick. You can find me on the Switch, so hit me up on Nintendo <laughs> at Two Wolves. And you can also find me at Two Wolves on, on pretty much any of the, the interwebs. T W O W O L V Z Z. And then I am Caucasian Saint on Twitter. And that is it for our first or second, depending on what order you're listening in, uh, Break Apart uh, podcast. So, this is being the gaming one. We're signing off, and you have a good one. And if you like it, let us know on any of those media we just let you know to get in touch with us on. Let us know if you like this new format and want to hear it do this more or. If you don't, let us know that too and say, bring back the other stuff. I prefer that. We need that feedback because we're doing this based off of feedback. And so let's go. Talk to us. That's it. For Geekologist Radio, hear me out.